Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Welcome to the wonderful world of government contracting. I'm your host, Nancy. Come along with me as we explore episode number 60 and continue our discussion about the 8A Business Development Program eligibility. We're going to go into this detail. We're going to answer a few questions. This episode is going to be fairly short. And the next episode, we'll go into applying for the 8A BD program. As we left off, we were discussing in the last episode, we were discussing the eligibility. And I'll put a link up in the corner. So we're going into the eligibility section. And then everybody asked me about the two-year waiver. So these are the five elements that you have to respond to to demonstrate that you have your management and technical experience to be able to continue this business once you're accepted into the 8A program. Now, as a caveat to this, if you look at question number four, it's going to bring up the fact that you're going to have to have some sort of contract going presently in place. It doesn't matter whether it's government or if it's non-government source but you're going to have to have some revenue coming into the business. SBA will not accept you, just waive that. And they can't do that because it has to be potential for success. If you remember in the last part of our video, we discussed potential for success. And that's one of the reasons why question four is in here. So if you're going to come in without the waiver, even though I highly suggest that you wait, you have to demonstrate that you have substantial business management experience to manage that business. And that you have the technical experience to carry out not only the business plan, but you have to have the likelihood for potential for success. You're going to have to show the how successful you have been with the present contracts. You're going to have to demonstrate that you have adequate capital to sustain its operations and carry out its business plan. That could be through loans. That could be through cash reserves. You're going to have to demonstrate somehow that you have the financing and the ability to obtain those types of resources. So remember, we talked about this. You're going to have to demonstrate that you've had some past contracts, and you're going to have to, and those past contracts have to be in the same industry that you're applying for the 8A program as. You're going to have to demonstrate that. And lastly, you're going to have to demonstrate that you have the ability to obtain personnel, facilities, equipment, and other requirements to perform that contract. Once you do all that, then you can submit the waiver for the two-year rule and bypass waiting your business, waiting two years to come into the program. Other eligibility requirements. Good character. So if you have a felony, it's going to have to be something that was, and you've already resolved it, and you've, um, you've met your time requirements and that stuff, depending on the length of time. And I'm not going to go into detail because on the felonies because it's a little bit... Um, complicated depending on the felony, depending on the length of time, or whether or not you'll be allowed into the program. If in doubt, contact your local SBA office and they more than likely can help you. Remember, it's a one-time eligibility for the business and for the individual applying. Also, please note, you cannot obtain 50% or more of assets from another business that was a former participant. Wholesalers, you're not going to have to demonstrate of meeting the requirements of the non-manufacturer rule for your primary business if you're in the wholesale industry. Brokers, unfortunately, are not allowed into the program. 
and federal financial obligations, you're going to have to either have a workout plan with the IRS or somehow be showing that you're paying back any federal debts owed to the federal government, including tax liens, defaults on federal loans, and other federally assisted financing in order to be eligible to participate in the program. So here's some common questions. And the reason I actually created question one because I want to do a point. I've had so many people go ahead and apply and then they're not accepted in the program because their business partner, the majority owner, does not hold the business license. Their business partner, the non-disadvantaged owner, holds the business license. If that's the case, SBA is not going to let you into the program. They're going to say that the non-disadvantaged person is controlling the business because they hold the license in order for that business to operate. So remember that. You've got to hold the license. Now, you can hire somebody that has a license, and that would work. Or, best of all, get the license yourself and come into the program, and then there's it's null and void. The waiver. Now, I'm going to tell you my a couple of the reasons why I think you should wait and not use the waiver to come into the program. But a lot of people ask me why, and so here's my answers. You need to be able to hire employees that have government contracting experience that can help you through the process. You can't hire those employees if you're just coming on board and you don't have the working capital available to do that. Because it may take six months to a year for you to get that first contract. Are you going to be able to pay somebody $60,000, $70,000 a year until such time? Probably not. Also, the owner needs to have time to market the business. It's your business. You need to be out there marketing to the government and not worrying about where your next meal is going to come from because you're worrying about, well, I need to have more clients because I need to have more business. Get yourself established as a firm foothold, then apply for the program. Okay, that is pretty much the end of the eligibility section. There's only six short slides. Please note, I'm not going to be discussing American Native Corporation, Native Hawaiian Organization, or tribally owned businesses in this video. Up next is going to be applying to the 8A program. And if you have any questions, ask them in the comment section of the video. As always, until next time, be safe.